Welcome, welcome, welcome to Interesting Enough. He is Trey Samuel. I am Nolan Todd. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again. We got so much stuff to get into, but before we do that, if this is your first time, please go ahead and give us a like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating. Give us any rating. Actually, that'd be great. No, give us a five-star. Yeah, give us a five-star. Give us a five-star, please. You know what I'm saying? We're on Apple, on Spotify, we're on IG, so we got all that stuff out the way. Trey, man, what's going on? How you feeling? 21. <laughs> You're going to get into it just like that. <laughs> All right, man, we got a lot We got a lot to get into. Trey's obviously alluded to what we're going to talk about. We're going to get into the Drake album. We're going to get into the NFL trade deadline. Trey, we had a lot of trades come out since last week. Of course, we're going into some NBA topics. Ime Udoka may be back in the league. Trey, we talked about him on the pod. And we're going to talk about Kyrie. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> we're going to talk about him at some point. But let, let's get to the album. Let's, just, let's get it going. So... Obviously, the album got delayed. Drake 21 Savage album for those um, who haven't listened to it at this point. There's no way you haven't heard it because, I mean, it's all over social media. So, obviously, there was a couple things, Trey, you and I talked about that was pretty surprising that went viral from the album. But before we even get there, Trey, what was your overall reaction? Because I know you and I were excited about it in general. But what was your overall reaction to the album? Like, how you feeling? It? Man, I really liked it. And I think uh, the first impression I had about it was I was like, Man, Drake is really rapping a lot. Like, you know, these last couple of albums, he's been kind of experimenting or singing a lot, yep. you know, harmonizing over the beats. No, like he was spitting. Like he really wrote down these bars and he had first, first nice of all, bars. first of all, first of all, real quick. That was a nice way of you putting that. No, the last album, it was a full on party house music. Let's not act like <laughs> it was just singing. Let's not act like <laughs> let's not act like people didn't get fully surprised at what they had and people were really disappointed. And we tried, we tried hard to bump sticky Trey and some of those songs. We did. We did try hard, but let's not act. This is what we wanted. We wanted Drake to get back, to get back in the bag, but continue. Oh, that, that's exactly what he wanted, or what we wanted, and he did it with Twenty One. Nah, oh, Twenty One really wasn't featured a whole lot on the album, kind of like what I thought it was going to be featured on. Like it really felt more like a Drake album with a whole bunch of Twenty One features instead of like a Drake and Twenty One joint album. It wasn't like Drake and Future where it really felt like a, you know. Felt like AC equal joint album, yeah. But I was still pleasantly surprised. It did leave me with one thought though, and I had been thinking about this for a while. You know, I don't know if it's because of my age or whatever, but I haven't heard an album in a long time where I was like, you know what? I think five or ten years from now, I'm still gonna be listening to this album. Like I like the album, but I feel like three months not from now, I'm kind of gonna like just forget it. Like I don't know if that's just a sign of society today where everything's like. Give me now, 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 and then we throw it away. I, I really don't know, but I just feel like I really did enjoy the album, but I don't think I would care about the album three months from now. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, so I kind of feel the same way you do, but I, I think you just basically made the point. I mean, I think we're just conditioned to it at this point. Like, I think we're just conditioned. Music is so accessible, and it drops so often, and with the streaming services and all that stuff, it just became, is you're just way accessible. Like, even... I know we're like not that old, but obviously we grew up, you know, CDs and stuff like that. Then you get to the iPods. Even if you just go back dating to the, the, the Drake in the future, I'm, I don't know how many years that is. I don't know off the top of my head, but like, what is that? Like 2014, 15, something like that. So whatever, yeah. whatever the time frame is. So that's not, we're talking about six, seven years, less than 10 years. Even that album, Trey, I remember that album dropping. And I remember like, it being sent to me, I think it was Jesse was just on the pod. I think it was Jesse who actually sent it to me, like on my email, like when it like leaked 
to like listen to it, you know, and it just like felt like the sneak preview. And then it dropped like we weren't streaming from Apple Music or Spotify at the drop of a hat. I mean, yeah, you could like download it, but like it wasn't the same exact <laughs> it wasn't the same exact way. So even that has changed and even that short period of time. So I think the way we get the music and the way we digest it is just so much faster. And then the second part is I don't really look at this album as as like that anyway, because I just look at it as like a mixtape. And that's what I looked at it as like going in. You know what I mean? So like just a collection of songs you know, with two of some of my favorite artists, right? And we like them as a combo and putting them together. I don't usually look at that stuff more as like, I don't usually look at it as an album. Um, even if you want to be fair, like the What A Time To Be Alive is, I don't even look at that really as an album. I think it's just a, a mixtape, but it just happens to be a great mixtape with a collection of songs. And maybe I'm just getting too far deep into what it's an album. I mean, you might tape. be, but like, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like Drake's first mixtape. Was it So Far Gone or whatever? Yeah. Okay, that's an album. Like I know it's a mixtape, but come on now. At this point, it's just body of works. Like at this point, yeah. it's, it's merged together. At this point, like whatever you want to call it, how is it? You know, do you, do you like it or do you not? And for me, I'm with you. I like it. So I mean, I would probably even. I know we don't do a lot of ratings in here, but like honestly, think it's probably like a seven or eight out of ten to be honest, because it gave you everything you wanted. You got them. I like you know one of my favorite things. People that know me, I want my favorite rappers to be talking and talk for lack of a better term. I want to hear them rapping, 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 right? Like, just, I don't care, double entendres, metaphors, give it give it all to me. And that's what they were giving it to me. Then you got a couple singy-songy songs that were cool, a couple I could do without. And overall, it was pretty good. Now, Trey, when you look at this track list, I think it was either 15 or 16 songs, right? First thing I thought of when I saw the 16 songs, I was like, well, you know all 16 songs aren't going to be bangers. That has nothing to do with them. That's just a general thing. Here's what I do say, though. If you can, I would personally, if, if I was them, if I was just concerned about just all bangers, I probably would have just kept this to like nine songs, maybe 10, and maybe had nine or 10 really strong songs. Kind of like we talked about with the Bruno Mars and um, Anderson Pac, right? Because yeah. that was only seven songs, but there's seven songs of Flames. Pretty much universally agreed, right? Like at least five or six of them are Flames. Maybe you could do it out one here or there. But like now you could be like that album is too short, but. I mean, wouldn't you prefer that over? Do you want them to just have twenty songs and then you skip in six of them anyway? So like, yeah, I prefer an album that's too short. That's what I'm saying. So like, I think aesthetically, it may may look too short for people if they would have done it that way. But to be fair, for them to drop sixteen songs, Trey. Now I only listened to it one time fully through, and then I I spot listened to songs. I would say off the top of my head, there were I mean, without saying song names, there was probably a strong eight or nine songs, like out of the sixteen, like a strong. Okay, let, let, maybe I'll even lower the bar. You probably got six fire songs, three or four pretty good songs. So that that's that 10. So if you can get me nine to 10 songs out of 16, that's a good album. That's a good mixtape. That's how I look at it. Now, what I will say on top of that is, even though I think your numbers are correct about the strength of the songs, how many they were, mm -hmm. but let's say like the other four or five songs, they weren't terrible. Like they weren't like- No, there wasn't like, no awful song here. There wasn't no awful song. So, so that, that's what kind of made me, that's what kind of like, it allows me to accept that this was a 16 song album or mixtape, however you want to look at it. Because at the end of the day, there were no awful songs. Like when Kanye, or probably shouldn't use his name, but whomever drops <laughs> yes. the album, right. and it's like 20 songs, we already know like five of them are going to be kind of awful. Like it just, it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. No, but you're right. This one didn't have it. You're right. I was going to say, I'll have to listen to it again. And I'm, I'm sure people can, will probably just correct us in comments. But there wasn't any song there that was like, 
why is this even on here? This is just horrible. This is unlistenable. Yeah, am I going to listen to it on a regular basis? Probably not. But, I mean, overall, it was a pretty good body of work. And I don't know what your expectations were, but my expectations were pretty high. 21 and Drake, every time they get on a song, is basically Flames. We've already talked about this on the podcast. The only other combo that's better with Drake and 21 is probably just Drake and Rick Ross, right? Like, at this point. So, I don't even want Drake and Rick Ross to do an album track. I'm just scared. I don't even want them to ruin the mojo. Like, I'd rather, I'd literally rather them just drop a single, like, every couple of years. Like, I don't even want them to do a whole joint project. But overall, I mean, this was pretty good. I like both of them together. And, Trey, something that we should acknowledge, the rollout was great. I mean, with the fake Howard Stern interview, the Vogue magazine thing, which, you know, they're getting sued by, so, you know, this going to cost them. But, you know, you got that, and um, I think I'm missing something else that they did with, oh, the fake um, tiny little tiny desk, the NPR tiny desk. Um, hey, I like that. Too. Yeah, like, th- that was a really cool creative rollout. So, I mean, overall, I feel pretty good about it, and, I mean, we'll probably have to do an album review tray at the end of the year, but as far as body of works hip-hop-wise, this has got to be near the top, right? Uh, yeah, I know so we're only a week. I know we're only a week, so I'm early, but yeah. Well, I can't, I guess I can't even say so far this year because I mean, the year's almost over with, so yeah, I would yeah. say so. I mean, it wasn't the strongest year ever for album droppings, you know what I mean, right? Right, right. And, and I'm sure once we do our list, we'll do our end of the year list for people, but I'm sure there's a lot that we're not thinking of, but you know, it was a pretty good listen, and I think you got a lot of different, uh, you know, types of songs, so you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about that, but. Anyway, man, for those who haven't listened, go ahead and check it out. Her Loss. Uh, tell us your favorite song. So, you know, I got a couple. I, I like Privilege Rappers, Trey. That's my one. That's the one I've been bumping on repeat. I, I like, I don't know if you have one. Obviously, Treacherous Twins. I mean, the whole thing with the Treacherous Twins thing, while we're on the subject, I mean, I didn't even <laughs> see this thing coming. Like, I personally didn't see it coming when I first listened to the song. But now, and for those who don't know what I'm talking about, you know, you kind of know what I'm talking about if you listen to the song, but... I didn't see it coming, Trey. I mean, I didn't either, but you know, the internet, uh, it's it's a wild, wild west in the internet. Like, <laughs> they don't take anything serious at all. And, uh, yeah. No, they no, no, that's look- not true. They either take nothing serious or something way too serious. Yeah, they do do that. Yeah, you are, you're right, you're right. But this one, they did not take serious at all. No, they didn't. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm I'm here for all of it. It was it's just hilarious. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. But anyway, man. On stuff that's not so hilarious, I think we got to at least try to address the Kyrie Irving situation. And again, we might as well just have a weekly segment about Kyrie Irving. Like, I know we've joked about this, but we literally might as well. It's, I mean, it's become ridiculous. Now, for obviously, you know, there's been a lot of news that's happened since then with the Kyrie Irving stuff. I think last pod we talked about his comments. As of the update now, you know, Joe Sy, the owner, wasn't satisfied with Kyrie Irving's initial attempt at an apology, which wasn't really an apology. He's got a list of stuff for Kyrie Irving to do, kind of at a stalemate. He's met with Adam Silver. Apparently, the talks are productive. A lot of stuff going on with the Kyrie. We know how you feel about Kyrie in general, Trey, but I mean, what's your reaction to to this part of the story from the last time we talked about it on the podcast? Uh, uh, my reaction is that Kyrie's kind of hit that same spot that uh, Kanye West has hit for a lot of people, where it's like, you're very talented in your craft. I'm not going to take anything away from you. You know, you're one of the best to ever do it at your particular craft. But um, what you say outside of your business, outside of what you do as a profession, I'm just not really taking it seriously. Um, <clears throat> that doesn't mean that I'm. Uh, that doesn't mean that what you're saying is not wrong. 
are that people shouldn't be speaking out against it. But I'm just, it's happened so much. It just happened so abundantly with these two people that I'm at the point where I'm just like, whatever, like you do you. I totally get where you're coming from there. I mean, my only thing, and and I, I do have to say this, I mean, how did you feel about the list? Because I mean, I felt like the list was a little, I could see an argument where that's a little much. However, I, I, I take credence to some of those things on the list. And as maybe elementary as it may look and sound, I think that's just the bed that he kind of made people live in because Kyrie Irving seems to basically live in a box that we, we don't even know, not even forget if we, if we evolve around the box. We don't even know where the box is at. Like we just have no idea what Kyrie Irving is thinking. And I got to be honest. I mean, the most disappointing thing was, of course, like everyone else. I mean, even for myself not to be, Jewish. I mean, just was very disappointing to him to not take the opportunity to apologize when it was blatantly set up for him to do so. And, and again, I get the idea of not conforming, right? It's like, hey, I'm not going to do things just because people told me to do things. But sometimes your critics are right, Kyrie. Sometimes you just got to apologize, man. Like, it's, sometimes you just got to do it. And it's like, yeah, it's great, but your apology doesn't really hold much credence after, you know, you got fined and the money got taken away and you got suspended. You know what I mean? And um, I just want to add on top of the list, <clears throat> Why did the list have to be made public? That's the only kind of issue I really had with it. Like, oh, it's a shame. Okay, thing. you know that. Yeah, you want them. You want them to do these kind of things. Fine, but you don't have to make it public. Like, even I don't even think you had to let him know what the list was. Like, it doesn't have to be a quote unquote list. It just has to say, "Hey, I need you to make a step." No, 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 take, no, no, no. You need to let him to know. kind of rectify the situation. You need to let him know what's on the list. No, no, Kyrie Irving. There's no gray area <laughs> with Kyrie Irving. This is the list, Kyrie. This is it. But. We all know, Trey, I mean, at least you and I know for listeners, Joe Sai, who's the owner of the Brooklyn Nets. We have kind of known this for a while, you know, stemming back to the vaccine thing and even some stuff before then. Him and Kyrie Irving just haven't seen eye to eye, to put it lightly, right? Like, that just has been a thing. So, you know, I don't even know if Joe Sai necessarily wanted to hire Steve Nash initially, but, you know, it was Kyrie Irving's guy. And speaking of Steve Nash, you know, this is a segue in this business. Uh, that not that the net situation trade. I mean, can the net situation get even more complicated? It's almost comical. You got the Kyrie Irving situation going on. You got Ben Simmons that he doesn't even look like the same player. Obviously, the whole saga with him. And then you got the Steve Nash situation. You got the Kevin Durant situation trade, which I, we've completely forgot about in this entire situation. He just requested a trade, an unprecedented, uh, and a precedent that was never set before. Took back the trade request. Steve Nash is the coach, no prior coaching experience, gets fired seven games or six games or whatever it was into the season. And guess who they're looking to hire, Trey? Because the PR situation, what is the PR team doing in Brooklyn? I mean, they don't sleep. There's no way they sleep. Now they're looking to hire Ime Udoka. Come on now. What's going on? Listen, I know from my perspective, that is the last coach that I would try to get. I'm not saying that he is not proficient in basketball, that he does not have a lot of he's basketball a great, he's knowledge. He's proven to be a great coach, actually. So, yeah. Thank you. He's proven to be a great coach. This man has baggage. What does Brooklyn Nets, what do the Brooklyn Nets or as an organization have right now? A whole bunch of baggage. Yeah. Why would I bring somebody in who has a whole bunch of baggage into an organization that's already in flames? Plus, I'm pretty sure everything that he may did or didn't do has not come out yet. And once you get him, you know, all the Celtics beat writers, all the reporters who have been holding on to these stories, they're going to let loose. 
Is that really what you want right now as an organization? That's all I have to say. Is that really what you want? I, I got to be honest. I disagree. I love it. I love it. Here's why I love it for them. Trey, we are already here. We are already here. We are already in baggage. This whole thing is up in flames. You know what? Let's just add on to it because here's the thing. How much worse can it get? You still got to deal with the Kyrie Irving situation. You still got to deal with See, I don't know people say that now. I know, I know. <laughs> that doesn't sound great. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. I don't know how much worse it can, can, can get, but I do know there is a scenario where Ime Yudoka can come in and can coach the heck out of this basketball team and can actually get them to not only be respectable, but I'm not going to say they're going to win the championship. But if anybody can get the best out of the, the talent they have, it is Ime Yudoka, as far as who's on the market, right? Like as far as who's available at this time of the year that can hop in and go. Because especially since he's got the experience, he was just, for those who don't know, Ime Yudoka before he got the Celtics job, he also was assistant with the Nets. So he's familiar with that situation a little bit. So you can got a guy that can kind of hop in and, and get going. And like I said, I know you don't like hearing that it, it won't, you know, it can't get worse, but it can get so much better. It can get so much better and there's a chance and you have to take that chance because at the end of the day, you can't, and Trey, we've talked about this. And for people that don't know, the Brooklyn Nets are in a situation unlike any other team, not only in basketball, but in most sports, they have no choice but to go all in because everything that they've done to this point is all in. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Harden, Steve Nash, Ben Simmons. There is no like for the future. Kyrie Irving's contract at the end of the deal. Kevin Durant can request a trade again. Ben Simmons might not be good at basketball anymore. There's literally nothing else left to do, but you got to go all in right now, at least for this year, and see what happens. No excuses. No, you don't got the vaccine thing. As far as of right now, you don't have any injuries. Go get Ime Udoka. Who cares about the PR mess? Because Brooklyn, you're a PR mess anyway. Well, guess what you can do? Go try to win basketball games and hone that talent and see if you get a basketball break here and there. See if a guy gets injured in a team in the East. See if James Harden and them don't play well. See if the Heat don't play well. And next thing you know, you can wake up, email Udoka. You guys can be playing the Celtics or playing the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. And you got to take that I'm chance. All, listen, I'm all for everybody getting a second chance in life. I think that's a very valuable thing that we can't take for granted. But I think also when you get a second chance, you need to be in the correct situation. I don't think this is the correct situation for email Udoka. I think also it could kind of hurt his career because, again, you're right. They don't have anywhere to go. But this whole thing could go up in flames. I'm talking about real flames. Like, Kyrie, it's a possibility. I never thought I would be saying this year, this year, but it's a possibility. He doesn't play anymore in the NBA. Like, it's a low possibility. It's not likely, but it's a, still a possibility that he doesn't play at all in the NBA anymore. Forget the Nets. And it's a possibility that Kevin Durant opens up his trade request again just because of how everything's going down in Brooklyn. So then what? He made there with a team that doesn't have any draft picks. But, but, but he, he wouldn't do that though, Trey. Like in terms of you got, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put the benefit of the doubt is all these talks right now with email Udoka and everything. I'm sure he's going to have conversations with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. It's like, Hey, are you guys all in? Let's figure this out. And then on the same token, do you trust them? I mean, I'm just asking. I just email. No, I'm talking about Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because he said he's going to have talks with them. I trust Kevin Durant. Okay. I, no, that, that's my honest answer. I trust Kevin Durant. I do not trust Kyrie Irving. There's, there's no way Kyrie Irving, like I know like Stephen A. Smith says, Kyrie cannot be trusted. No, literally Kyrie cannot be trusted. But I trust Kevin Durant. 
because Kevin Durant's going to show up to work. And if Kevin Durant says, yeah, I'm going to be here this year. I'm not requesting a trade this year. I'm locked in. Then I'm rolling with Kevin Durant. I don't care what Kyrie Irving does. I'm rolling with Kevin Durant. And then I'm going to go from there. And you can hope Kevin Durant and that's his boy or whatever. But in the same breath, I also wanted to mention, you were talking about the email Yudoka. That's a good point that you made. We don't know if there's other things that we haven't heard about with the email Yudoka. But you got to figure at this point why they haven't hired him. They have to be doing these like this dirty work right now, right? Like they got to be trying to find this stuff out just to make sure nothing's They know it's a PR nightmare, so they might just be like, oh, let's not do this quite yet. I think that they're trying to iron out the like more to your point earlier. I think that they're trying to just make sure, hey, is it as bad as it is? What do we know? So we don't want like a storm to come out of nowhere. But and hold up, before we get, before we leave the NBA, what's going on with the NBA right now? Because we got the Josh Primo thing that's going on. We got Miles Bridges who, you know, pretty much pleaded guilty to domestic violence. Like the NBA is yeah. having a bad week. Yeah, the NBA is having a bad week. I mean. I mean, even to the point where the marquee teams are not playing well and you got the Utah Jazz and stuff in first place, like, nobody wants to see that. Like, I mean, it's just not – it's not really a great week. But here's the good thing about the NBA. It's going to be another week, and it's going to be another slate of games, and there's going to be another guy playing well, and there's going to be another topic that's going to come up. The NBA is, like, the biggest soap opera in the country. I mean, that's just basically what it's come down to. So, And you know what? Speaking of soap opera, and I want to just mention the last thing about on Emay Trey, I think the reason I think – he should also coach is because that might be the best thing for him. Like that, if you know what they can focus on, just him winning basketball games. And it's, it's always going to be a part of his legacy. That's just is what it is. Sooner we accept that, sooner we can move on. But I don't think time is going to make it any difference at this point, because at least with the season starting, it's not going to be the full focus. That's me personally, but it's a great point. But anyway, but we'll talk about the NBA obviously going forward, but I do want to talk about some football stuff while we're here. Trey week nine came to an end. We had a lot of things go on in the league, a lot of games. I'm not talking, we're not talking about college football for sure. For, no, obvious, for, for obvious reasons, we're not talking about college football, but we're talking about the NFL. What's your takeaway, Trey, from week nine? And we got to talk about the Jeff Saturday hiring in a second, but, let, but let's, let's talk about your, your takeaway from week nine in the game. Anything that stood out to you? I don't know if it was anything in particular. Like it was kind of more or less what we already knew. Like Aaron Rodgers seems to be under decline. You know, but but that bad though. Yeah, he did lose to the Detroit Lions. That might be the worst game we've ever seen Aaron Rodgers play. Yeah, he had three interceptions. No, 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 no. Not just three interceptions, Trey. He had two interceptions on the one inside the five yard line. Yeah, like those are points off the board. But he hasn't played good all this year. Trey, we talk about arm strength. You you saw the interception he threw, the one that Aiden Hutchinson caught that was supposed to be to the <laughs> lineman. Now, if Tua would have threw that football. You know what we would have been talking about today. You don't got the arm strength. Like, what the, What was that? I've never seen Aaron Rodgers do something like that. I guess, I, I mean, I just don't know if he doesn't care or he's really just regressing. I guess that maybe I should say that. I can't decide yet. I have no idea. I, I, I mean, I, I have no idea what it is, but. I, I mean, the biggest thing. Hold on. I do want to say one thing real quick, though. Mm-hmm. Again, I want to come back to that past quarterback class with Matt Jones and uh, Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Justin Fields, that one. Yeah, he he's looking like that one. Now, everybody else, I don't know about. But that's all I had to say on that. We got to see the yeah, – like the Trey Lance one, we got to kind of wait and see. There's a couple situations. But, I mean, my takeaway – I mean, there was a lot of things that happened in the week, but – Honestly, my takeaway is 
we are who they thought they were. We are who we thought people were. Dolphins and Bears game, we all thought the Dolphins are going to win the game. Cheetah's doing what the Cheetah does. The Bengals are rounding back into form. The Chargers, as bad as it's looked for them, they're still actually five and three. The Patriots look like the Patriots. The Colts are a horrible football team. And honestly, the Seahawks are the Seahawks, and they're for real. Like, they're actually for real. Now, here's the unfortunate part, so I want everybody to realize this. All these, all these midseason stuff, Trey, that people are excited about is great. But let's, I'm going to be honest, especially in the NFC, I do not want to see a play. Oh, with all due respect, I am not trying to see a playoff game with the quarterback matchup being Geno Smith and Daniel Jones. Okay, like with all due respect, that is not what we're trying to watch right now. The NFC, they got to get their stuff together. I mean, even the 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 Brady's, I call them, the Bucks, they barely got a victory. I mean, the NFC is just not playing well. I mean, I mean, it's just not playing out well record wise. But they gonna have to get in. Teams are gonna have to get in somehow. And you know, it is what it is. But look, the Hurricanes lost. At least the Dolphins got to win. Oh. I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> I know. I just gotta throw it out there. I wouldn't be fair. I wouldn't. Wouldn't be fair to the listeners. I will mention, I'm obviously, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. I did go to the game. We lost to Florida State 45-3, to and I don't want to talk about it. But that, that's, Ain't nothing to talk about. There's not, yeah, there's literally nothing to talk about on that. But I can't wait for the rest of the NFL season, obviously. as we, I think as we get to November, December, Trey, this is where the real football starts, right? Like, we can just be like, hey, these are the, the teams that are pretenders and contenders. They're going to basically, like, I don't even know if the Jets are for real, Trey, but, like, we're going to find out. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're we going to find out, are the Seahawks for real or was this just like the first half of the season thing? Are the Rams really this bad? Okay, let's be honest. The Rams are really this bad. We know, about, we know yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> we know the Rams are really this bad. I should have thrown that one out there. We know the Rams are really this bad. But um, before we get out of here, Trey, the Jeff Saturday hiring. So for those who don't know, Jeff Saturday used to play for the Colts, offensive lineman, got hired to be the interim coach because the Colts fired their coach, and he is fresh off of uh, being an analyst on ESPN. No head coaching experience outside of from the high school level. Trey, what's your reaction to this? I mean, because this was out of nowhere. Yeah, I know a lot of people are mad, and a lot of it was coming out that a lot of minority coaching candidates were upset because they thought this was a good opportunity for them to actually be able to obtain the head coaching position, and it was just thrown to somebody, like you said, who just only had high school experience before. But I really don't care. It's a stopgap. I don't think he's going to be coaching next year at all. I think that the Colts are trying to tank, and they're just trying to not look like they're tanking. So they're just going to have somebody who's a fan favorite in in Indianapolis tank for them. Like, that's it. That's all there is to it. Here's my thing, though. I go the other way with it. I think that Jeff Saturday wouldn't take this job unless he thought there was a chance he he can win it. Because here's the thing. He's got his relationship with Jim Irsay. We all know, right? Jim Irsay is the owner. And Jeff Saturday played his basic, virtually his entire career for the Colts. And they have a great relationship. Obviously, this is why he got the, the job. What if Jim Irsay is using this and he's like, hey, you can get your experience here and take your lumps. And then when we get a quarterback, then we can kind of start seeing what you can really do when you get a full offseason under your belt. And Jeff Saturday is an offensive, obviously-minded coach. He would be because he played offense. That's the way I'm looking at it. And I know Gus Bradley and John Fox are the two coaches that Trey was talking about. They used to coach in the NFL as head coaches, and they were pretty good coaches. John Fox actually won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, you know, you got good coaches there. But these guys are defensive coaches. They're not looking to coach these guys. Trey, the only one I think about is the Reggie Wayne situation. 
that probably the only thing I can think of. Obviously, former University of Miami receiver. I think he's a guy that commands respect in the locker room, maybe. But look, the coach locker room is a mess. We don't, I mean, we don't know what's going on in there. And maybe, you know, Jeff Saturday is there to take his lumps. But why would he take a job that's just a dead end? You know what I mean? That's my thing. I mean, he's getting paid well, and he can just say, you know, at any wedding he goes to, hey, I was the NFL coach once. I think it's just something for him to do. No, like that, a, that job is way too taxing for there to be something to do. So, you know, something but it's to not going to be taxing for him because he's tanking. Like, I'm, I don't think he's going to put in these, you know, 18-hour work days like, you know, the Bill Belichick said the Pete Carroll's do. I think it's going to be like a, hey, kind of kind of practice, blow the whistle for a couple of hours, go home, drink, drink a beer. I think Jeff Saturday, from what we know about him, I think he he's not going to do the job like that. I don't think he would just disrespect the players in their locker room and stuff, just from everything we say about him. But again, this is what we see from the guy on TV. I have no idea what he is like in real life, but just like but based on things that we've heard and stuff like that. So, you know, we'll kind of see, um, you know, how that goes there. But I want to thank everybody for joining us once again. I mean, we've had so many topics we want to get to, so many topics we didn't get to hit today. Oh, Trey, before we get out of here, should we talk about – no, I mean, I ain't going to talk about your boy LeBron lying. I ain't going to talk about your boy LeBron lying. Why hey, I heard about LeBron? it. I don't even know all the details. I heard about it. I'm Yeah. <laughs> Why is he lying about everything? But anyway, oh my gosh, I don't know why he's not about. But Trey, in honor. Oh, hey, rest in peace, take off. I'm happy you said that though. Oh, we did forget to mention that. So obviously, rest in peace to take off. Trey Migos is not only one of the greatest musical whatever conglomerates of all time, but they literally is what raised us in our entirety of college, like. Like, when I think of college, I'm going to think about the Migos. Like, so I, I think it's a specific niche for people in their mid to late 20s that think about the Migos. So, um, you know, Takeoff was a big part of that. Obviously, I thought he was always the best rapper of the three in terms of bars and stuff like that. But so unfortunate that this violent stuff, you know, continues. And, and you know, we don't want to speculate what it was over. If people have heard what the game, you know, they were playing a game and it could have been over, you know, X, Y, Z. But. All we know is we got a life lost, and uh, it's a huge I mean, it had to be something stupid if life is lost at the end of the day. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, rest in peace to take off, man. I mean, yeah, track. I, I can't even think about. Can you think about? I can't think about college memories without the Migos playing in the background. Like that's that's just what it was. Uh, they were probably the soundtrack for everybody in college. The only thing, the only sophomore year I can think of, J Cole. Uh, what album was that? The twenty fourteen. Yes. That's the only album, the only other person, the only other album that kind of put a dent in college. But everything else was the Migos in college. And Migos had to deal with, I mean, like, when that Culture album came out, it was just such a big deal. People were calling them mumble rappers. You remember that whole thing? And then it just, like, became a thing. And now everyone basically raps like them. Like, they're trendsetters. Yeah, they set the standards. Yeah, they set the standards. So, yeah, rest in peace to take off, man. But um, I was going to mention, you know, before we get out of here, Trey, Daylight Savings is over. Daylight Savings is officially over. This is the last Daylight Savings. So how do you feel about that? Because I, I kind of felt the type of way about it. Uh, do you even care? I mean, I, I do, but. I mean, we'll see, because I heard they tried to do this sometime before in the 70s and it didn't last. Listen, it takes me a while to get used to it getting dark when I leave work. Like, that's a kind of a culture shock to me. Yeah, I don't like I'm that. not crazy about it. Like, hey, I'm leaving the gym and it's completely dark. Like, it's a little bit different. So that's the only part I don't like. But I mean, 
other than that, you know, it's pretty much the same old, same old, so whatever. So for me, if I had the choice, I would prefer it to always be lighter later in the night. Do you know what I mean? And then like darker, if I'm saying that correct, and then darker um, in the morning. Like I don't care if it stays dark till almost seven o'clock in the morning. I don't care. Like that's just me personally. Yeah. And I'm with you on that. And I know some people feel some type of way about that. I guess we should probably put that out as a poll. Like what kind of daylight savings do they prefer? I, I, for some reason, it just makes it feel like, like you said, Trey, you leave at work at five o'clock, it's already dark. You feel like it's bedtime. Like it just feels like it's bedtime already. Like it feels like, yeah, like it just throws you off. Yeah. It just throws you off a bunch. So yeah, hopefully it doesn't last. Like you said, I mean, I've, you know, I've heard a couple of rumors about that too, but you know, who knows, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but election day today, you know, for, as we're dropping this podcast. So, Obviously, we, we encourage everybody to. I will actually. I hope you already went out. Obviously, it's too late. You did. Yeah, you did. You didn't. Midterm elections are really, really important. I know people always. You know, it's not actually. It is publicized, but I know people normally just casually only care about the presidential elections. But yeah, these are really the movers and shakers and the things in your specific community. So, if you didn't go out and vote, shame on you. I will say it. Shame on you because it's your right to do it. So anyhow, like I said, thank everybody so much for joining us once again to the podcast like trey mentioned earlier like subscribe we're on apple we're on spotify uh follow us on instagram i'm going to drop our uh question of the week i think we may do something around daylight savings time um uh, maybe we might be asking something about the drake and 21 album um review but uh keep an eye out for that and i'll swing it to trey uh, again, like he said, just to reiterate, uh, please like and subscribe if you like what you're hearing. Uh, again, we always open to suggestions. Uh, please, you know, interact with us on social media. I think we're on Instagram. Uh, I know we have a YouTube page, and we have a whole bunch of other pages. That we're, we're on everything you, you can think of. Everything. Yeah, you pretty much. Think of. Uh, pretty much that. We're on everything that you think of. So again, thank you so much for joining us for another week. Hope you have a great week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>